Money FM 89.3, the best of the afternoon update. Thanks for staying with us here on the afternoon update on Money FM 89.3. I'm Rachel Kelly. Now, KPMG estimates that the decarbonisation opportunity in ASEAN is expected to reach between 7.5 trillion US dollars to 10 trillion US dollars by 2050, and about half of the investments channeled towards renewable energy and strengthening power infrastructure across ASEAN. To tap into this trend, it's launched KPMG's ASEAN decarbonisation hub here in Singapore. To find out more about the hub, we're joined by Sharad Somani, who's a partner, head of infrastructure at KPMG Asia Pacific. Sharad, thank you so much for joining us today and welcome back. Good, good afternoon, Rachel. Glad to be here. Always good to have you with us, Sharad. So let's start off. Congratulations, firstly, on the launch of the hub today. Thank you very much. Maybe you can tell us what exactly are your plans here? What are KPMG's plans for the hub? Yeah, so Rachel, I think as you were discussing earlier uh, and what's happening at COP27, mm-hmm. uh, it is very interesting that the world is definitely committed to decarbonization, right? And what we see coming out of Egypt is a number of commitments happening. Mm-hmm. One of the things we realized at KPMG over the last two years of our engagements with the industry, that there is a lot of commitment, but the roadmap may not be very, very clear. Typically, what to do in short term, long term, uh, that's not very clear. Mm-hmm. The hub's objective of setting up in ASEAN is twofold. One is we believe that ASEAN's over-dependence on fossil fuel needs a strong trajectory to get them out of that over the next 10 to 15 years if we were to meet our net zero goals. So that's the first priority to focus on energy sector. Okay. The second the second one, which is more important, is also to be, we have to collectively work as one region to drive our energy efficiency and alternate fuel like green hydrogen to be incorporated. Mm. Because no one country can meet its goal on its own. We have to work collectively as a region. So the second objective of hub is to work as a virtual regional hub to drive some of the solutions for the industry. So talk to us about, I understand that you've got a, a number of pillars that you're going to be focused on for the hub. Talk to us about, help us to understand what the hub looks like, what's inside, how it works. Sure. So the hub is designed uh, as, a, as a hub and a spoke model. Okay. We will have uh, five countries in ASEAN hosting specific skill sets mm. uh, within within the country. So we have identified Thailand, Vietnam, Indonesia, Philippines and Malaysia as countries supporting working together with Singapore. And each country will take up something which is very topical and specific for their uh, decarbonization journey. To give you an example, in Indonesia, coal power plant transition is going to be very critical in the next decade. So our our hub and spoke model in Indonesia will focus on carbon capture and storage as a critical Mm. component to uh, decarbonize the power sector. In Singapore, particularly, we want to focus on hydrogen and transition finance because this, we believe, will be highly valuating to the entire region. And with our commitment to transition 50% of our power requirements through green hydrogen, I think there will be a lot of focus on research, development, as well as investment in green hydrogen projects. So effectively, each country taking a leadership in one particular module and helping our clients across the value chain is the objective. 
That's right. And hydrogen, there was a key conversation at the recent Singapore International Energy Week as well. So I'm looking at some of the numbers that KPMG have put out Mm -hmm. in line with the launch of this hub. As I mentioned in the intro, you're estimating that the decarbonization opportunity in ASEAN is expected to reach between 7.5 trillion US dollars to 10 trillion US dollars by 2050. You've mentioned some specific areas of focus for the countries that you're working with Mm -hmm. for the hub. But maybe you can tell us where are the key opportunities opportunities for those that are looking to tap into the sectors that are going to benefit most from these these the this these numbers 7.5 and 10 trillion dollars yeah so there are a few areas uh, there are a few obvious ones like renewable energy mm. so we will of course have solar and wind a lot of investments in that space there'll be a lot of investment dollars going in battery storage technology right. as well as hydrogen import infrastructure to be developed right because this is going to be fundamental the third area where we see a lot of investment is, is grid strengthening in ASEAN. Mm-hmm. You know that Singapore is aspiring to import 4 gigawatts of power. I think most ASEAN countries will have to strengthen the grid to be able to meet the requirement for the region. We also need to strengthen the grid, of course, for intermittency related to renewable energy because renewable energy coming into the grid will impact the system a fair bit. So that's the third area. The fourth area is on energy efficiency, which is uh, not very well appreciated, but going forward will take an important center stage as industries strive to focus on making their processes more efficient and less energy intensive. This will become all the more important as net zero goals of individual organizations start taking the attention of the boards and the management, as well as the carbon tax getting imposed will impact the processes as well. So those are the four big areas that we believe will drive a lot of investment into the decarbonization space. So you've spoken about investment opportunities. Now let's talk about talent, uh, because you're expecting over 50,000 new jobs in the energy transition uh, to be created in Singapore over the next decade and over 5.5 million in ASEAN. What kind of jobs are we looking at here, Sharad? So that's, that's, that's very important angle. Mm-hmm. And we believe that as we transition from a fossil fuel-based economy to, to a low-carbon, uh, decarbonized economy uh, in the next 30 years, a number of jobs will be created, particularly in the industry of renewable energy, carbon capture and storage, and green hydrogen. Right. So these are the big themes that will drive our entire transition. What will also be required is refocusing and retraining of our existing people. Mm-hmm. right? Because we have to ensure a just transition it's not a matter of switching off a coal plant and going to the solar, isn't it? We have to train our people to manage the new decarbonized jobs as well. So that will be a fair bit of focus. The other thing which is going to be important is as digitization takes center stage, a number of jobs will get created in the digital data analytics and broader digital digital transformation space. And this is where we see a lot of opportunity coming up as well. So those are the big three areas where we'll see a number of new jobs coming up, which will benefit the ASEAN economies. Okay, Sharad. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. Okay, look forward. Thank you so much. Thank you. We've been speaking with Sharad Samani, Partner Head of Infrastructure at KPMG Asia Pacific, about the launch of the KPMG ASEAN Decarbonization Hub that's right here in Singapore. You're listening to Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.